0: Welcome to the B20 Podcast, Road to G20 and B20 Summit. This podcast is brought to you by B20 Indonesia 2022 Organizing Committee. Supported by Astra International, Bayan Resources, Indika Energy, Sinar Mas, Bakri, Ka M. Samporna, Bank Central Asia. Welcome everyone. I hope everyone is doing great and in good health today. My name is Johannes Lukiman. I'm from Kadin, Indonesia. And it is my pleasure to once again greet you to the B20 podcast which is a part of the road to B20 and G20 summit program. Today we have someone exceptional to talk about digitalization, one of the task forces in the B20 Indonesia summit. As we well may know, digitalization enables the enhancement and optimization of production efficiency while also providing a shorter value chain which is currently a major requirement for any competitive business at this moment. Especially with the pandemic asking as a catalyst, allow me now to introduce my task force chairman, Paririk Ririk as well as being the CEO of PT Telkom Indonesia TBK. A pleasure to have you here. How are you today, Pak?
1: I'm fine, Bob. thank you very much.
0: Pak would you please start by telling us what is the role of the Digitalization Task Force in B20? What is the composition of the task force? And perhaps mm-hmm. what some of the key priorities are for the task force today?
1: Okay, Pak Digitalization uh, Task Force is one of the engagement group uh, which basically to uh, formulate the policy recommendation as the business society to be implemented in the G20 uh, countries. This task force uh, consists of, beside myself, as a, as a chair, we have a deputy chair, and then we have a seven co-chairs from seven different countries. And on the member side, uh, we have a total 131 members, which uh, represent from 31 countries and uh, 22 industry. So I believe uh, this task force is very well represented, both by a uh, demographic and industry point of view. Well, uh, the task force, we have uh, four policy recommendations currently. One is to drive the uh, universal uh, connectivity. Second is uh, building the foundation for the sustainable and resilient digital economy. Third one is ensuring a digital-ready mindset for both individual and MSMEs and enabling the MSMEs through access to digital platform. But this is uh, part of the mission that we have uh, being the uh, inclusivity. And the fourth one is uh, promote the risk-based and interoperability and technology-neutral cybersecurity standard and best practices that uh, support the company's effort to protect their network. I think uh, those are the fourth uh, uh, the uh, activity that uh, we want to conduct. And on top of that, uh, because uh, we also uh, have a mission to accelerate uh, the investment Uh, in uh, Indonesia.
0: Thank you, Pa I agree that investment in Indonesia is one of the top priorities also from the president. Right, yes. So, Pak Ririk, something else that I'm sure is on the minds of people listening to this podcast or watching. The ongoing pandemic has shown us how digital technology can drive countries' resilience to crisis. How does the B20 Indonesia presidency see the future development of digital in economic activities?
1: OK, well, uh, I think uh, most of us, uh, if not all of us, is aware uh, that the world is getting digitized, And if we look at what was happening uh, before and after the pandemic, it's even uh, strengthened the needs and the importance of uh, digitizing ourselves. So it is very important that uh, all of us, uh, as the people, the government, including the, the, the business society, to be ready uh, to implement the, uh, the digital uh, in the future. And based on, on uh, what is happening uh, during the pandemic, that a lot of people is using uh, more data, consuming more data, and then uh, the screen time is also getting higher, and, and even people tend to be uh, more contactless. Uh, it shows us that I think digitizing is, is, uh, is the only choice. And some study says that uh, 90% of the people, they told us that they will stay that way. Even after the pandemic is, is completed or finished, they will live the way they were on a daily basis as is, is, is using as much as people uh, uh, digital. The challenge for us then is actually is how can we make sure that everybody will be included, everybody will be uh, ready. Uh, to really using a digital. And what we see today is uh, there's still some gaps, either in the government side, in the people side, because some people may have no access for for some reason. It can be like uh, no connectivity, no devices, or no scale. So those are the uh, the issues that we are facing in order to to make sure that everybody will be included in digitizing, uh, and nobody will be left behind. I think uh, that's, that's probably one, one of the one of the challenges that all of us globally uh, have need, and we need to uh, to solve that. Lot. Yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad to be working
0: with you, Patrick, yeah. as the chair of our task force. Yeah. Because I think in Indonesia as a country, one of the things that you mentioned, we need to look out for. We need to make sure that no one is left behind. Yes. To make sure that the digital divide is as small as possible, right. or if right. possible, even completely eliminated. Right. Yes. So moving on, Paririk. Although the adoption of digital around the world has accelerated, like you mentioned, yeah. because of the pandemic, still we still observe a digital divide, right. right? Adoption remains unequal across regions, across industries, across demographics. Can you tell us about the key challenges from your point of view for inclusive digital adoption? Okay.
1: Well, let's, uh, let me uh, refer to one of the uh, study that uh, was conducted by uh, GSMA, uh, the Global System for Mobile Communication Association. There are five uh, factors actually which uh, will affect the how the adoption of the of the to 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 the people. One is uh, lack of the digital uh, skill and uh, literacy. Second is the affordability mm-hmm. because uh, not everyone will afford we we'll be able to afford uh, like uh, spending for the data, for the device, and those kind of things. The third one is uh, content relevance. So some people may not be able to find the right contact for, for them. The fourth one is safety uh, and uh, security, because uh, some is probably uh, afraid of the uh, privacy, the potential harassment, the fraud, this kind of stuff. And the fifth one is actually access to network, because without connectivity, Detail mean nothing, right? So I think, I think uh, those are the uh, the uh, the, uh, the the challenge that we have, and not everyone in the, in, in in one country have a similar uh, access to five of them. Some probably have uh, the first three, first four, but uh, not not the uh, the fifth one, or the way around. And so the 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 gap is, is even if it's not only among the people within the country but if from, from one country to another country. I think those are the, uh, the, uh, the things that we need to address. Basically, the, in the uh, task force, uh, we want to address the, how can we provide the adequate connectivity evenly? And I know that uh, some countries probably uh, geographically is very challenging, because some, some areas are very, very remote. Then uh, we need to also to support the uh, network uh, development for the uh, internet provider. And the third one is to ensure uh, high usage of the internet by uh, providing the uh, appropriate the, uh, content and on the side also uh, educate the people to have uh, to be ready uh, skill-wise uh, to use the uh, digital. I think those are the the, the thing that we want to uh, to cover.
0: Thank you, Pa. I know that amongst G20 countries, our cost per byte of data provided over cellular is one of the lowest, right? Yes. But in terms of proportion of wage, the device cost might be one of the biggest in terms yeah. of percentage. So like you said, it's different. But the last part that you, that you stated, I think is the most important. We need to educate people. right? And the skill that they need to develop to remain relevant as a worker in uh, the modern digital age, we have to keep on changing and pushing people right. to, to develop themselves, which is going to be difficult. It is it is it is a challenge. Yes. So Paridik, let's talk a little bit more about Indonesia's G20 presidency. Do you feel that Indonesia as the president of G20 will emphasize greater participation of MSMEs or as we call it UMKM in the global economic recovery from mm. COVID and will B20 Indonesia promote digital enablement for MSMEs as well?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, if you look at uh, the uh, Indonesian, I think uh, the number of SMEs is about, uh, I think it's more than 60% uh, 60 million. Uh, and then uh, it also absorbs more than 90% of the uh, jobs. So the MSMEs for Indonesia is, is a very important pillar. So how can we bring them to implement digitalization is, is, is quite important. And then, uh, if you look at the Indonesia as a whole, I think uh, we are in, in between the between underdeveloped and developing country. I, I think we can represent probably most of, of the G20, yeah. uh, so that we do believe by having the G20 presidency, we can bring all together, not only the, the underdeveloped countries, but also the developed country to understand and what are the issues that uh, we are facing? And what are the, uh, the potential that we can create by eliminating the fight uh, of, of these I think that's our, uh, the potential that, uh, being as a, as a host for the uh, upcoming G20.
0: Thank you, Pa. I think that's very important. I want all the viewers to know that we are the president of G20 and B20, we are the host, yes. but it's not all about Indonesia. Right. It's about all right. the countries and finding that consensus. Yes, it's about the global issues. The exactly, global. exactly. Totally agree, Pariri. Can you tell me now, moving on, what legacy will the Digitalization Task Force leave for the public and for the future B20 cycles? And in what way will our task force, the Digitalization Task Force, in what way will it provide tangible outcomes during this presidency of Indonesia,
1: yes, but I think uh, Indonesia is probably one of the one of the country, uh, a big country, which we fully realize the potential of digitalization. We do believe that uh, by implementing the uh, right digital uh, platform, we can uh, leapfrog. A lot of example, one of them is, is, can be like education. A country like Indonesia, where is uh, very spread out, uh, we. Are the archipelago of country, a lot of island, it's gonna be difficult to like to push the uh, education by a traditional way, like a building the brick and mortar of kind of school, and then even if we have the school, then the teacher may not be also willing to 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 work uh, in a remote area. So uh, in order to make that to make a, a similar access, both for the people in the big city and for the people who live. In very remote area, I think detail is the only way, and it's kind of flip that a country like us, like Indonesia, can be in short time with a, with the minimal resources to be comparable or even close to the, the much more developed countries. I think, I think these are uh, these are the uh, the potential and and the legacy that we can uh, we can do uh, in transport digital is, is at least to make sure that we can have a policy recommendation which can be implemented to uh, all the G20 countries to be in line with this. And if we look at uh, ourselves uh, in Indonesia, one of the, the clear example is how can we uh, develop and deploy the digital infrastructure in the what we call is, uh, 3T area. 3T is meaning a uh, very remote area, which, uh, it's very, uh, it's commercially unviable uh, to be reached by the uh, telco. So it needs uh, the government to be part of it. I think uh, those are the uh, the legacy that we want to live and we want to see is going to be happening. Mm.
0: Yeah, you're right, Pak I think uh, you mentioned something interesting. We're not quite fully developed. Yeah. We're not at the bottom either.
1: Yeah.
0: Yet in many aspects, we're more digitalized right. than some of the... A fully industrialized countries. So yes. we understand, I think, both perspectives. Yes. Uh, Paririk, with the rise of digitalization, however, as a means of accelerating mm-hmm. recovery from COVID-19, there's always a good side and a bad side, right? Yeah. Have you seen an increase in cybercrime risks? And what are some of the challenges that governments, companies like telecom and organizations face in mitigating cybercrime?
1: Well... Uh between digital and uh, cybercrime, cybersecurity issues is always in line. The more we expose, become digital, then uh, the potential risk of, of uh, security breaches is getting, getting higher. I think those are just like a coin, uh, two sides of the coin. right? So uh, yes, uh, the risk that on the security side will be higher. So it's important that uh, as an ecosystem, we need to get ready. It's is not only on the on the on the uh, government side, but also on the people who use it. Between security and the uh, comfort of of using digital, is not always in line. In some cases, probably uh, we need to uh, to use a uh, certain uh, steps, more steps due to security, like for instance, implementing the the uh, the first password, the second password, even using the OTP. Those kind of things that that uh, we need to get to be be ready it's important uh, because in order to make sure that everyone is is secure to use the the uh, digital platform so i think uh, and every company every government i think need to need to to take some measure on that and then how to mitigate it and how to educate the people so that they will be uh, ready uh, and understand why in some cases, way it's not so comfortable using certain platform.
0: Yeah. I think you touched on one very important uh, important point, which we're also covering in our digital task force, which is a digital ready mindset, and yeah. you mentioned people and education. Yeah. Your system can be super strong, super secure, right. yeah. but then if a person gets socially engineered, it doesn't matter how strong your right. system is because right. they give out the password or right. other, yes. other things like that, personal data. So thank you for, for mentioning that. Now, I believe that the participation of business communities will be very important in the success of the B20G20 presidency of Indonesia in this year. How can the public, especially business communities, outside of the task force membership, how can they contribute and show the support to this whole process?
1: Well, uh, I think uh, there are a couple couple of opportunities that uh, they can uh, do. Uh, one is probably uh, they can Keep in touch with the members, of course, uh, so that uh, if there's concern, they can uh, pass through the member, and hopefully, at when there's a, a TF call, then they can bring up those issues. The other opportunity is actually is, uh, we will conduct it's already started actually uh, some side events, so the other community who is not part of the member of this task force, they can uh, contribute, involving the and in the in the side event, and, and uh, it as as a task force we will. Uh, Take note of that, and then uh, to uh, further consider whatever the uh, the input that uh, uh, we will get. I think uh, those are the opportunities. Uh, even if there's somebody who's, who's not uh, directly involved as a member of the task force, they can still uh, contribute something to the to this uh, digital session task force.
0: Thank you, Patrick. So you heard it from my chairman. Uh, The public who wants to get involved, please get in touch with us. The door is always open for your inputs and your views. So thank you for that, Paririk. And overall, thank you very much for the session, for your valuable insight, Paririk. We had such a fruitful discussion today. And I hope that our audience who's watching from anywhere in the world can gain comprehension of what it is that we're trying to do during this presidency and learn something new along the way. So ladies and gentlemen, find out more about the B20 by visiting our webpage at www.b20indonesia2022.org and find our other episodes where we will talk in-depth about Indonesia's B20 priorities with top executives from leading global companies like Baririk and institutions. See you in the next episode. Thank you, everyone.